You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So great to have you with us here on Listen Up. Grant Napier with you on this Thursday. We've got Thursday Night Football and the battle for first place in the AFC West with Kansas City and the L.A. Chargers. Excuse me. If the Chargers win, uh, they'll be in first place because that would be the season sweep. They won in Kansas City earlier in the year. All right. The big news in sports is COVID. I mean, that's just where it's at. There are cases all over sports. Uh, in all three sports going on right now, the NFL, the NBA, uh, the NHL. As a matter of fact, the Montreal Canadiens are playing tonight, and they have uh, prohibited fans from coming to the game. The uh, NFL has cases all over the place. The the NFL and the Players Association have come out with new, I guess, protocols uh, to try to get players back onto the field quicker. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist, but if sports leagues cannot keep their athletes COVID-free, then why would we think that society can do that? I mean, we allow fans to come into stadiums, sit next to each other, uh, sit in outdoor stadiums, 70, 75, 80,000. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist, but it seems to me to really dispel uh, the real effect of wearing masks, considering that when you have the safety protocols that are being undertaken in professional sports and every bell and whistle at their disposal and the care and concern and the testing and everything else, and yet you see the COVID spikes all over the place. So that's just mine. I use common sense here, and I think it's absolutely absurd and ridiculous uh, for the players that are asymptomatic that don't have any symptoms that they can't play. I'm sorry. It doesn't make any sense to me. And – you know, I've remained on the sidelines as it relates to COVID, but it, it doesn't add up to me. It just doesn't. It does not make sense to me uh, at all. So we'll see what happens. It is going to have an impact in the NFL playoffs. I don't think there's any question about that. I think we would be naive to think that here we are on December 17th with the playoffs starting in a month and COVID cases spiking everywhere in the country, that that's not going to have an impact in the NFL playoffs. I mean, look at what's going on Saturday. You know, you've got the Raiders in Cleveland. And, uh, I mean, Baker Mayfield's got COVID. Case Keenum, the backup, test positive. So, they're down to their third-string quarterback, Nick Mullins. It's going to have an impact. Can you imagine if this were a playoff game? Think about that. If this is where a playoff game and a team's got to start their third-string quarterback because of COVID. And at last report, 
I read that Mayfield feels fine, that he doesn't have any issues, that he's asymptomatic, and yet he can't play. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, also tested positive. And I don't really know what to say on this. I really don't. Other than the fact that it's a way of life, there's a new variant coming up around the corner that we don't know about yet, but it will have a fancy new name after Omicron comes and goes. And then there will be another variant after that. And then there will be another one after that. And you got to figure out how to live life, when to stay home and stay quarantined, when not to be around other people. I mean, it's common sense to me. A lot of it's common sense. You know, it really is. It's it's uh, common sense. And I'm not naive and I'm not callous to the people that have lost their lives to this hideous virus. I, I get that. I really do. But as sad as that is, and it is sad, the overwhelming, overwhelming vast majority of people that get COVID get it. And then a couple of days later, they're doing what they did before they got it. And um, this is just... You know, I'm going to try to keep it to sports. I just went outside the sports walls. But as far as sports goes, I mean, I I don't really know how this is not going to have a major impact on how we watch games. You know, the Kings who snapped their losing streak last night, now they've got the latest is Alex Len becoming the fourth player to enter COVID protocol along with uh, head coach Alvin Gentry. They're playing Memphis uh, tomorrow. Memphis, who beat Portland last night. And keep an eye on further cases that develop as it relates to uh, tomorrow's game. But did you see the attendance? And I don't even care what the numbers were. The numbers don't mean squat to me. Did you see the crowd last night at Golden One Center? I said that before the game started. I talked about it. I thought that you it would be the lowest crowd in the history of the Golden One Center with the exception of the games that were affected by the protest in which they prevented fans from coming into two games. But that crowd last night, that's embarrassing. And there's no other way to say it. It's embarrassing. And I don't blame the fans for staying away. And I think the fans are going to continue to stay away until this team proves that they're worthy of the entertainment dollar. And playing good for two games in a row doesn't do squat. You know, you can't play good for two games in a row, three games in a row, and then give up 81 and 70 points respectively in back-to-back games against Cleveland and Toronto. Uh Uh-uh. That doesn't fly doesn't fly not going to work and so I, I don't blame I don't blame the fans at all for staying away I really don't but that crowd last night was embarrassing and when I say embarrassing it's embarrassing for the franchise it's embarrassing it's embarrassing for uh, Vivek Ranadive because he's the reason why no one's going to the games in my opinion that's the reason right there I mean you can you can circle it however you want uh, that's the one constant have we heard from him at all just wondering has he come out and spoken? If he has, I'm sorry, I missed that. I, mi- I missed that. Haven't seen that. You know, 
Let's just go hide. Let's not talk. You know, let's watch, you know, an arena with nobody in it. No energy. No one parking their cars because no one's going to the game. Doko losing a fortune because people aren't there to go to meals. I mean, you want me to stop or do you want me to just go on and on? I mean, I can go on and on on this and it would take me, I could be, I could be talking at midnight tonight, but it's just, that was awful last night. It was, and when I say it's, when I say uh, it's embarrassing, it's embarrassing for the city of Sacramento. It's embarrassing for the entire ownership group who are extremely frustrated with what's going on and they they should be but there's only one person that has a voice in that organization and it is the managing general partner Vivek Ranadive I mean that's just the way it's set up plain and simple that's the way it is nothing you can do about it he has full control of the team that's his contract that's what happens when you are managing general partner, it's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. That's the way the league is set up. And it really doesn't matter what you say or I say or what I think or what you think. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matters what one individual does and says, and in this case, doesn't say. That's what matters. And while this team goes through their season, more and more fans stay away. And, you know, they announced the attendance last night at 13,000. They must have been counting by twos because there wasn't anything close to 13,000 at the game last night. Not even close. Not even close. Now, that may have been paid tickets, which tells you how many thousands of people are staying away. Staying away. We'll see if the game tomorrow goes on uh, as they take on uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. All right, games uh, in the NBA on this uh, 16th, of December, Indiana is playing Detroit. They're up 70 to 64. Brooklyn and Phoenix 39-20 or Philly 39-25. Brooklyn over Philly. Second quarter just underway. New York at Houston, Washington at Phoenix, and Toronto and Chicago postponed again because of COVID. All right, if you want to get on the show today, hit that hand icon, raise your hand, and we will put you uh, right on. With that win last night. Uh, Sacramento is now alone, <clears throat> excuse me, in 10th at 12 and 17. Portland lost last night. Boy, Portland, how about them? They've lost seven in a row, and they're now 11 and 18. They're in a free fall, 11 and 18. Denver is in eighth, 14 and 14. Minnesota, 13 and 15 and ninth. And Sacramento, uh, 12 and 17. But how about Portland? What a mess. What an absolute mess. 
So if you want to talk about the uh, Kings, you want to talk about the rest of the NBA, you want to talk about tonight's game with Kansas City and Kansas City, we can do that. Again, this game tonight, battle for first. First place is on the line. And I'll tell you, the Chiefs look like the real Chiefs now, don't they? And the Chiefs were not playing well when these teams hooked up earlier in the year. I think Kansas City wins tonight in L.A. I think that I just can't see Mahomes losing to the Chargers. I'm no disrespect to the Chargers. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're great. I just don't see them losing twice to their arch rival Chargers. I don't see it. So I would go with uh, Kansas City uh, tonight. All right, two games in the National Football League uh, this weekend. And when I mean this weekend, I'm talking about Saturday as the schedule now. This is the last Thursday night game, by the way, of the year. And now you have two games on Saturday. You have the Raiders and the Browns. The Browns look like they're going to have their third-string quarterback. So, I mean, if the Raiders don't win this game, I mean, come on now. Uh, New England is at Indianapolis. That figures to be a dandy. Keep your eye on the Colts. They're not they're they're a team that I would keep my eye on. Then on Sunday, you have the Bills at home to the Panthers. You have Detroit and Arizona playing in Motown. Jets are in the Dolphins. Cowboys are in New York, taking on the Giants. Washington, who's got over what now 20, what is it, 24 COVID cases. They're in Philly. Titans and Steelers in Pittsburgh. Texans travel to Jacksonville. Cincinnati is at Denver. Atlanta is at the 49ers. Seattle travels to the Rams. You have the Ravens and the Packers hooking up in Baltimore. New Orleans is at Tampa. And your Monday night game is the Vikings and the Bears. That is your NFL schedule. So if you want to come on, hey, hit that hand icon. Raise your hand, and I will put you right up on a stage. So I've given you a couple of topics that we can talk about, whether it's the Kings, the NBA, uh, the NFL, the game tonight, COVID, both, uh, not only both NFL and NBA, but it is really affecting the uh, National Hockey League as well. And as I said, they put in new protocols with the NFL to try to try to get the players back on the field a little bit quicker. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. All right. Let's get to uh, some phone calls right here on Listen App. Forrest, I want to put you up on stage, and there you are. How are you, Forrest? Good evening, uh, Grant. Just a, a couple of points. You were talking about the COVID thing, and I, you know, like when you're a parent, a new job or anything else, you know, you you kind of always want to err on the side of caution when you're heading out into new territory, you know, with raising your child or, you know, there's no real template that says everything you do this and your child will be a successful millionaire you know so you got to kind of err on the side of caution and i'm wondering if the nfl is doing that with with this like they did you know with concussions for years you know the guys just shake it off oh you got a stinger or you got this or you know then now we know that there's long-term effects with concussions and with covid even though you may not be showing symptoms that if you do the physical physical exertion that they do and then you're immune system maybe you know compromised after a, a two overtime game or what have you and you're you know then you who knows what might happen so 
I, I don't know because I'm, I'm frustrated with you, you know, being a Ram fan. I thought we were going to lose to Arizona big time with, you know, Jalen Ramsey and Tyler Higby being out with the uh, COVID. So I'm just wondering, you know, if they're trying to be cautious because – no, you know what because they're doing? We really don't know. No, you know what they're doing? They're they're uh taking they are taking excuse me one second, I'll have to, you'll have to call me back in thirty minutes. Uh sorry, I had to take a phone call. They are taking the advice of experts, health experts. The NFL's not making these decisions yeah. without the advice of the health experts. That's what they're doing. Yeah, you're right, exactly. Not only I mean, because they're, of the they're health not, issues, they're, but because yes. of legal issues. That's correct. They're being guided by the yeah. leading uh, health experts in this country, whoever they may be. I don't even know who they are anymore, but that's who that's who is guiding all of these sports leagues. Yeah, and, and, and being a, I'm a I'm a, a small business owner, you know, with all of this stuff that there's no guarantees the vaccine, but you know, you try to do the hand washing, distancing, and the vaccine and wearing the mask and stuff just to reduce it all, but. At some point, you know, we all got to make a living and we got to go to work and we got to do all these things. So, you know, we try to do the best we can rather than, you know, kind of go with the flow rather than fight against it and try to be the outlier. But the other thing was um, just real quick is uh, I've uh, been a DJ my whole life, as I've told you before. And I, I remember in radio station or the uh, uh, record companies would bring new artists out on these little radio station tours before they had um, their albums out and before they were had any hits and things. And I remember uh, Shania Twain and Kenny Chesney coming through and then talking afterwards is like, dang, those guys have got charisma. They've got it all buttoned up. They've got it all right there. And it just reminds me of when the Rams interviewed Sean McVay and they were like, we can't let this guy out of the building without giving him a contract. And in my little world, I can't imagine the NBA ownership world that they're not coming into contact with people who are buttoned up and they've just got, you know, just waiting and going, you know, we can't fire, we can't hire any good coaches. We can't hire good management. It's like, what, why? I don't understand it. Well, it's very, you, you, you bring up a really good, uh, you bring up a good question or something to think about here. What makes, what makes somebody a good coach? I'll ask you that because, you know, Greg Popovich, didn't become a good coach the first time he ever coached. Uh, Pat Riley, at some point, had to become an NBA head coach for the first time. Uh, Bill Parcells, nobody ever knew, no one even knew who Bill Parcells was when the New York Giants hired him as a head coach. And he almost didn't make it past his first year. And he ended up going on to be one of the great coaches in the history of football. So I, I guess the question is, it's not so easy to figure out who is going to be a good coach you obviously have to have some patience, particularly if it's a bad team. Like I'm a New York Giants fan. The Giants ownership, the Wellington Mirror, uh, he had patience in Bill Parcells because he inherited a really bad team and he stuck with them. And then they drafted well in the rest of his history. But it's not always easy to say, yeah, that guy's going to be a good head coach. That one isn't. I mean, it's um, it's not an exact science, as are draft picks. I mean, I talk about this all the time, Forrest. We talk about draft picks in the NFL. Look at the quarterback that's playing tonight for the Chargers, 
Justin Herbert. Look at the quarterback that's going to be playing Saturday in Indianapolis, Mac Jones. If the draft were held all over again today, Mac Jones might very well be the number one player taken in the draft ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I do know this. There's no way in the world he would fall past the 49ers at number three. They clearly would take Mac Jones over Trey Lance. I don't think there's – and that's not saying that Trey Lance won't be a good quarterback someday. He might, but there's no way the Niners would not take Mac Jones. I'm, I think the Jets would take Mac Jones if, if the draft were held all over again instead of Zach Wilson. So these things are not easy to figure out for us. They really aren't. Well, you're right, exactly. They they aren't, but like with uh, – I'm sure, you know, Chad Kahn thought he, he had it all figured out with uh, Urban Meyer. But yep. You know, even even like with the Detroit, I don't think, you know, I've watched a few games and there wasn't anything else on, but I've watched the games and they are competitive. And even though their record is the worst in the NFL, you can still see that the coach, that the team is buying into the coach and they are fighting hard for that guy. And, you know, not like with the Kings where they just kind of disappear and then they reappear and. The key to good teams, as you know, and this is why I'm concerned about your favorite team, the Rams. The biggest key to me over a season is consistency, unless unless your inconsistency is created because of injuries. But if your inconsistency really is not because of injuries, I always look at that as a real red flag. And the, to me, the Rams have been very inconsistent this year. Yes, they had a big win on Monday night. But that's one game out of 17. They've had a lot of bad games this year. They've, they've had a level of inconsistency that would concern me if I'm a fan of that team. Now, I would also tell you that they could correct everything by remaining on a, on a, on a high ride momentum-wise going into the playoffs. And now with Arizona losing at home and not having DeAndre Hopkins for the rest of the season, that, that could really factor in to the rest of this division. But, you know, the Rams now have an opportunity. They have an opportunity to get their mojo back and get on a real, real crest, a real crest going into the playoffs. Oh, they, they are, they're going to be fine because they got, they got their important positions figured out inside our middle linebacker was a problem. Ernest Jones yep. has stepped up really since he started. And then uh, Daryl Henderson, you know, he's show flashes, but he's not a 20 25 uh, carry uh, back. And now that they've got Sony Michelle, he's coming up. Yep. Um, so he's solidified that they've solidified those two positions and their special teams is, is coming on a little bit. So, I think they're going to be fine. I think it's all going to be on Stafford. How well he performs. No questions. Yeah. And I got to tell you, and I and one one other thing, Forrest. I'm going to tell you, if I'm yeah. a Rams fan, that makes me very nervous. I'm not sold on Matthew Stafford yet. I'm sorry. There's nothing that he did in Detroit that would make me excited. And there's been too many bad games that I've seen from him this year. And that's again, I know he played very well on Monday, but if you get in the playoffs and you have a bad game, you're one and done. I'm not sold on Stafford. He, he has a lot to prove to me personally in the postseason. As a football fan, I would be leery going into the playoffs because I don't know which Matthew Stafford is going to show up or not. I think he's got the talent, and I think that he knows just you know what everybody is talking about. And I think he, he's excited to have an opportunity where he's not necessarily – the only talented person on the roster. True. He's got other guys around him. So I think Sean McVay and I think everybody in the room is telling him, you know, you don't have to carry the team. So you don't have to take these risks with these pick sixes and these, you know, the uh, merry-go-round interception in the end yep. zone trying to make a play. Hey, Forrest, if I don't talk to you again, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Grant. It's, it's really impressive to see what you're doing with the uh, Listen app here. And I, I'm – I'm sure Dan is uh, proud of you. Thanks very much. Really appreciate it. <laughs> you bet. Yep, take Bye -bye. care.
Good stuff right there from uh, Forrest. If you want to get on, uh, just raise your hand like Forrest did, and I will put you right up on stage. Yeah, I, I know a lot of fans, they, they look at failed draft picks, and they're so critical. Even the, even the real top franchises make mistakes with draft picks. It just happens. You know, it happens. And, it's, uh, and when you make the bad pick and you lose a franchise player, it sets you back. We all know that. Jay, you're next. How are you, Jay? Hey, Grant. Great. Hey, you know, speaking of draft picks, how about number 60, the 60th pick in the draft back in the NBA? Yeah, day? Isaiah Thomas. I'm so happy for him. I just sent him a message. I'm just delighted. He's one of my all-time favorites. Love the guy. Uh, love everything about him, what he stands for. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if it wasn't for the COVID stuff, he probably wouldn't be there. But you know what? He's there. And um, um, like you, I'm a, I'm a big IT fan and would love, love to see this be the springboard that gets him back in the NBA. That'd be awesome. It would be Even awesome. if it is for the Lakers. Yep. Hey, I don't care. Just get on there. And, you know, hopefully, if, even if he can't stay with the Lakers, hopefully he plays well enough so that, you know, after his stint there, if they don't want to keep him, he can go sign somewhere else. So I'm, I'm really, I'm rooting for him big time. It's a, it's a Merry Christmas present for a guy that really deserves it. Exactly. Hey, on the COVID front, you know, th th this could easily be like a three hour conversation. Um, but, you know, a, co a couple of things, you know, anytime there's something new, you know, there's there's always is the the net, the, 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 the results that we should get or the protocols we should have are always going to lag just because of, of lack of information. Mm -hmm. And um you know, so you know that that's kind of a that's kind of a given, and it's, and it's super easy to be critical of the of the folks that are making decisions because it, it's really easy from my perspective, having a medical background, I can I can see the mistakes that are made in advance and 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 pretty much predict how things are going to go. But it, but it takes a big it takes a long time to turn that big old ship and and have enough people be comfortable with protocols. So you know there there we are. But on 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 the on the positive side of the fence it's it's going to take a bit to get there but on the positive side of the fence viruses being viruses they become less virulent over time and i think we're going we're going to see that and the other thing is is that you know upper respiratory viruses have been around for a long time you know when when sars came and the various bird flus and things like that because it didn't have they didn't have the initial high death rate that COVID had, which was super scary. Right. Um, you know, there, there was there was very little to no reaction to it. You know, teams weren't doing testing before games. If you got if you got sick, you it was it was like any other year. You you had a fever, and the team doctor felt like you weren't good enough to what you weren't well enough to play. You didn't play, and it was kind of just handled in house that way. And and that's almost where we that I think we're going to end up back with with COVID. You know, because we know who the high risk folks are. We know that the vaccine's going to do what it's going to do at this point in time. It's probably just going to decrease some symptoms and, and it's more back. It's going to be treated more like a common cold, but there, but there will always be the side of it that there's those folks that are at high risk that they're going to have to have personal accountability for managing, you know, and, and they may be coaches, you know, there may be coaches sure. and other, you know, folks like that, 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 that so that ha it will be looked at differently, but you know, it's like, it's, it would, it would be like a, I don't want to compare COVID to the flu because they're two completely different viruses, but the, you know, pre COVID, you know, there was a lot of flu deaths every year. And again, they were, they were in, in a, in a at risk category yet, you know, there wasn't a lot of extra hoop jumping. And at some point in time, uh, and, it won't, and I don't think it'll be this year, but at some point in time, 
the, the league is going to come to that realization of, okay, well, here's the tools we have in the tools toolbox. Here's the risk factor we have with our players. Here's the risk factor we have with our staff. And we'll, and, and we'll go from there. And, and there'll be folks that, that might test positive, but they're completely asymptomatic. They don't have a fever. Um, and they'll, they'll probably just be treated like a person that showed up in the old days with what we call the cold. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll, they'll determine internally whether they're going to play or not. And, uh, and, and COVID is going to become the, the new flu that has to get dealt with. And, um, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it's, that it's going to be affecting as we approach the playoffs and the NFL and, uh, and that, but it, it is what it is. And I would really, I hope this to see that the NFL just kind of play through it the best they can. Cause ev- everybody's, kind of knew going in what the risks were and um you know that there would be times where potentially uh you know the clevelands and the washingtons and of the world were going to miss a lot of players and it is and it is what it is it's it's unfortunate but i think i think everybody has to motor on basketball has the luxury of they got a lot of season ahead of them so it's a little and they and, and there's a lot less players on the team so it's a little bit easier to cancel games or reschedule games well, Jay, it's always great hearing from you. You have a good rest of the night, and uh, you take care. Thanks very much for Hi, coming everybody. on. Thanks. Yep, yep. thank you very much. Good stuff right there from uh, Jay. Why don't we get to uh, some more phone calls? Love when we get the calls here. As uh, You can just hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and I'll put you right on. And we move on to another call following up with Jay, and we'll get to Kyle. Hello, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, bud. What's going on? Hey, so um... – this Urban Meyer news really isn't surprising to me. I kind of predicted he would get fired. I didn't know when, but I kind of I didn't think it was going to work out from the get go. But um, just from what you see, who do you think is going to be the best coach uh, for Trevor Lawrence? It's a fabulous question. Uh, I know that I keep on hearing uh, Byron Leftwich's name, obviously with uh, Bruce Arians in Tampa. I've been hearing his name a lot over the last 24 hours. Uh, but I even sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I yeah. even think uh, Eric Bieniemy with the Chiefs uh, would be a great fit. Maybe you know the thing with Eric Bieniemy is I, and again I, I'm only asking because I've never met him. I don't know him. He's had so many interviews over the last few years and yeah, no one hires him. Why is that? Like, why, why is that Eric Bieniemy, who we keep on hearing how good he is, uh, he must not be very impressive in interviews. And I say that only because I'm trying to put two and two together. Why doesn't he have a right. job as a head coach? And uh, it's a little surprising. So you might be right. Yeah. I'm surprised too. I mean, he's been around the league for a while yep. and, you know, with the development of Mahomes, and, you know, he's done a good job there. So I'm surprised he doesn't have a job either. All right, what do you think about Saturday? It's a big game. Um, I think it's a must-win for the Patriots. Um, yeah, you know, it's going to be a t- tough game. I really think um, stopping Jonathan Taylor is going to be their their key issue. If they can uh, – I think you want um, really to make Carson Wentz throw the pass, and if you can make Wentz throw, get a few picks here and there, and, you know, a few touchdowns. I mean, they're going to play, I think, maybe 20-something points would win the game. I don't know. What do you well, think? I I love the fact that they're coming off a bye, and I say that both right. teams are. But, I mean, I just I know they had a hot streak, but I just think this is a really good time. 
I think the start of this game is going to be very important for New England. I, I really look at the key in this game as the first quarter. I think it's extremely important they do not fall behind. This uh, Indianapolis team, they also have you know playoff aspirations. They're game over 500. They're starting to get healthy. You talked about their running game. They've got a good defense. Uh, I think this is going to be interesting to see how this first quarter goes. I think you make a good point. Right. Right. All right, man. All right, Enjoy man. the well, game. Yeah. Yep. Take, Take care. care. All right. So uh, with that said, we'll wrap it up because uh, I want to watch this Thursday night game. I think as much as all of you do uh, tomorrow, we'll wrap up the week at five o'clock Pacific. I really appreciate all the phone calls today. I hope that everyone is uh, doing well. And if you, you know, listen, if you still want to come on and you hit your hand icon while I'm talking, I will put you on before we leave. So you still have time uh, to get in on the show today, but uh, tomorrow and then next week, you know, we got uh, the, the Christmas week. I'll, I'll come on, but I think next week we'll try go- coming on at 4 o'clock Pacific, okay? So we'll give it another time slot next week. So I'll come on tomorrow at 5, and then next week we'll we'll start an hour earlier, and we'll come on at uh, 4 o'clock, okay? And then, you know, based on how that goes, once we get to the first of the year, we'll I'll pick out a time. I'll try to stick with it as much as possible unless I've got a travel restriction or something of that magnitude uh, so that we really develop uh, the consistency. I think that I owe you and that would make it easier on your life. That would be starting in the uh, new year. All right. So it's all good. Hey, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Tomorrow, same time. Get you ready for the weekend. Stay safe. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.